great day, amazing human. Welcome to the Empowered In My Skin podcast, where our mission is to help 1 billion people in this world think in more empowering ways. Empower humans, empower humans. So you are in the right spot to become a lead domino for empowerment today. My name is Inke Chi. I'm not only your host, but I am a vibrant optimist obsessed to bring you empowering content with each episode. We will be bringing you content alternating between longer episodes with feature guests and shorter episodes called Empowering Bites, where I'll be joined by my co-host, Gabby Mamone. So if you're ready, let the show begin. Great day. Amazing humans. Yes. Welcome to the next guest episode of the Empowered in My Skin podcast. Our next guest is dedicated to transforming lives through her work as a diversity, equity, anti-oppression, and anti-racism advocate. As a management and leadership consultant, keynote speaker, and trainer, her main goal is to create sustainable and transformative environments that place equity and justice at the forefront. Through her training programs, participants gain a deeper understanding of power, privilege, and the oppressive system in society and are equipped to collaborate through a lens of compassion, empathy, and understanding. In addition, because that's not all, she is a mindfulness mindset coach, business strategist, video producer, and automotive journalist. (laughs) Prior to her current endeavors, she has spent over a decade in the radio and television industry as a reporter, host, and producer for 680 News, Sun TV, CTV, Business News Network, and Rogers Television. I trust that you are excited as I am to learn more about this very dynamic guest. Please join me in a big podcast. Welcome for Kayleigh! I am so happy to be here. I love that intro. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We go wait. We go back too, right? We go back. Oh, way back. And I was just telling her that like my the the team does um does research and I was like, cars? Empowerment? (laughs) Cars? Mindfulness? Oh my god, like we're talking about everything that like Yes, I love it. I love kindred it. spirits. We're kindred I love spirits. it. I love it. So I know this is going to be a good one for you to answer because I'm positive you had one. But what was your most empowered thought you had today? Ooh, I was excited for this. This oh, is what was my excitement for the day, and I felt blessed to be able to communicate on mass with somebody as joyful as you. Yes. Yeah, no. Powerful and joyful. That's that's kind of like my strategy for 2023. So I was just more than happy to be here. I love it. And let me just tell you something. The B-rolls, like the, it's two ways, right? Like I was really excited when we were like, oh, we got Kayleigh. She responded, by the way. <laughs> just saying, we sent that out some time ago. I don't mean to put you on divine timing. Yeah, I know divine time. This is this is the right time. It's the right time. <laughs> and I was so excited when she said, "You're not going to believe she came lame response." I was like, yes. um, "So one of the things that we ask when we are actually because um, I thought I might go into it. I, I do. We do have um, questions that we ask you, but I was really intrigued because um, as part of like the whole um, guest prep, we ask a question about like, do you have an empowering empowering story? Mm-hmm. And uh, And I'll write, I'll read, quote, what you wrote. So things do not always go as planned. I was run over by a truck, but in the long run, it was a blessing. We do not always see our blessings coming. I was in talks to take a job at CNN in Atlanta, but I had cancer and didn't know. 
Long story short, the truck saved my life and changed the direct to direct the trajectory of my life. Yes. And you know, the piece that really like it was almost like I had this visual because you said, like you wrote, I was run over by a truck, but in the long run, it was a blessing. And your next sentence is just, I don't know if you even noticed this, but for me, created this imagery which is we do not always see our blessings coming. I almost had this image of you seeing this truck coming. <laughs> you're going to get hit. And somehow like, like that's kind of, and so I, I was like, I have to, I have to start the episode with you sharing a little bit more about that empowering story. Yes. So <laughs> I had gone down to Atlanta, did the audition, um, met, what you have to do is you have to come back over this side of the border to hand in your paperwork and so forth. I was meeting a friend, Michelle, to celebrate. Yay, we got into CNN and just, you know, the usual. I'm parked on a corner and a truck loses control. And I did, to be honest, I didn't see it coming because I was on the phone, yabba yabba. And the, it was, there was a patio outside and people were eating. And then they started to scurry because they could see the truck losing control. And I watched them scurry. And there was one woman that was trying to communicate with me and she was pregnant. And I thought, you need to calm down or you're going to lose that baby. <laughs> Not even thinking what was coming next. And when I turned, the grill was right there. That's the rest they say is history, right? Um, I remember being pulled out and... Um, I, I'm one of those, uh, website doctors, Google doctors. So I looked down, I saw no blood. So I thought it was perfect. And <laughs> the ambulance guy was like, do you see the car? How about you just lie down in the ambulance for like 10 minutes? And if we're good, we'll let you go. I woke up like a day later in the hospital. So it, it, it was what it was. Um, they long story short, I wasn't recovering. They couldn't figure out why, because while I was in the accident, like my, my core wasn't damaged like my I didn't break my back but you know there's other inju injuries but I was slowly going down and they couldn't figure out why long story they found out in the long run I had had thyroid cancer and it had cut off like you need the thyroid the thyroid works all the glands mm. and because it was so far gone um it wasn't healing <laughs> long story short oh because so, of the accident because of the accident if we found out thyroid cancer i had never put the two and two together yes people are like you would put on a bunch of weight i was like two 70 pounds heavier than i am now but you just think oh i'm putting on like you, you don't know i'm putting on weight i would have gone to atlanta i would have been by myself I would have been down there. I would have had cancer, not known. Like, see all the things. That's what I'm saying. You don't always see your blessings. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I thought CNN was the, like the epitome of where I, I was going to be. And it ended up not that. I mean, I, I did take a while to recover, but I'm here. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It allowed me to a lot of other journeys that that I couldn't have seen coming. So that's why I said, we don't always see our blessings. Sometimes a door gets shut and we can't quite see the window, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then it's so funny on that one. I always say like, you know, the door gets shut. Sometimes it's a no. I always say no means next opportunities. And a lot of times when you get that opportunity, you say, thank God. And it's almost like what you're saying. Thank God I got that no, or thank God that happened to me. You know, yeah. Wow, that's a, that is very, very empowering. Wow. Yeah. 
And what would, you know, other than the fact that you never really see your blessings, something ultimately like, like when you go through those situations, you get to really reevaluate life. Like what was Mm -hmm. like looking back on that, like, what do you believe was the biggest change that you saw in yourself? My whole mentality. Um, Before that, it was just, I was just grinding towards my career. After Mm -hmm. that, life expanded. Um, mm-hmm. that's when I learned about mindset. That's when I learned about meditation that I had to use all of those tools to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was not the best walker. I used to drag a leg and, and, and at one point I was told that I would exit the earth and I was given a date that didn't happen as a result of uh, all of this. Yeah. Before, wow. Yeah. Cause between them, the truck running over me and them finding out I had cancer, I was just kind of wasting away right Mm. so they were like we've tried everything i we you know enjoy this christmas because that's gonna probably and i listened and i did but then all these other lessons came and so i wouldn't i don't believe i would have gotten those lessons unless i had nothing better to do than lie in a bed (laughs) and learn right so um you healed yourself yeah. yeah so it's a whole i'm a whole different my mentality switched completely. I love it. So what can you tell us about how people can get clarity about what they truly want to do with their lives? Okay. A couple of things. (laughs) She's like, Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? Get quiet with yourself. Shut up. Like a lot of us have so many thoughts going in our head, what we ought to do, what people like me should do, what society says I should do, what my parents say I should do, what, you know, and it's time to just quiet all that excess noise and go into your heart. And what does your six-year-old think you should do? Right. And connect back with you. There is no one journey. There is no one path. There is no, so be true to you. And that's when you'll start hearing from yourself what you really want, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the times we know we just think we can't. Mm-hmm. People like me shouldn't. Mm-hmm. People my size don't. People my color, I don't see nobody doing it. But mm-hmm. it might just be you. Mm-hmm. And there is no one perfect. We talk about manifestation like it's big houses, big cars. But it's, for some people, it's lying on a beach and fishing. It's working with youth. It's drawing. It's getting back to what brings you real joy, like real joy. Think if we could just get quiet with ourselves and then really listen in, you you get a lot of clarity. So that's one. Was there three? That's one. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Shut up, listen in, and have faith. Get brave. Because mm-hmm. a lot of us have not stepped out. We've done what we've been told to do. Now you've got to get brave. Okay. And then lastly, actually, there's fourth. You're going to have to get brave and step into it. And every little step counts Mm -hmm. and divorce perfection. As women, we think we have to get everything perfect before we can make that first move. I'm saying throw perfect out the door and let's just do movement. Movement, movement, movement. It's like a dance. We're not going to get the dance on the first try. You might step off to the side, but you can pivot. You can twirl. This life isn't isn't choreographed. Yeah. It, it's about feeling it. So yeah. yeah, divorce perfection. So number one, get still. Get still. N- number Go two. inwards and listen. That's two. 
get brave. Love it. Because you're going to have to step out and do something you might not be ready to do. And then divorce perfection. I love that. Divorce perfection. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yes. I'm trying to think, you know, one thing I love about being still too is that we often don't, like our lives don't, stillness speaks. Mm -hmm. Stillness speaks. And, um, and yeah, you know, the thing about the six-year-old really hit for me because it's more and more, especially in my adult life, I'm realizing that a lot of the things that I'm connected to right now are like, we're in my journal or this, like the mindset that I have, I was journaling about that when I was a kid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I always talk about love and hate, like, why can't we all choose love and love and hate is like my biggest, like love is such a big message for me right now. And my, like, it's my videos have gone viral, like, you know, and so I really, I really hope that listeners hone in on that. If you haven't really, there's, is a six-year-old in all of us that Mm -hmm. knows exactly what we want. Yes, most definitely. And I love it when we really love ourselves and it's not like hugging ourselves, it's accepting ourselves. Mm -hmm. True love with ourselves is saying, I'm okay with where I am right now and who I am right now. Mm -hmm. Not saying I won't grow, not saying that I won't go to my higher self. Mm-hmm. But I'm totally okay with me and I'm loving me where I am now. Yes. If we had learned to accept our six-year-old selves, we'd be so much, yeah. So much, so much, right? So much better. So much better because six-year-olds aren't that nasty. But anyway, um, so we're gonna double click on the piece about bravery because I truly do believe that there's a challenge that prevents people from being brave. So my next question for you is really around. What is your, what do you believe is the biggest challenge that holds people back from, you know, sort of achieving their goals or, you know, really going after what their heart desires? Fear of not being able to do it and then fear for being able to do it. It's just fear, both sides. Fear for being able to do it. Start with that one. Okay. So we're like, oh, what if I get that? What will people think? Am I able to do it? If I get the job, am I able to do it? If I get the car, can I really, what will people think? What will people, it's always like, if I get it, but Mm -hmm. in a negative, right? Mm -hmm. Like I achieve it and then what? How about we just achieve it and realize you could achieve again. You're allowed to change your mind. You're Mm -hmm. allowed to change direction. And why assume that it will be bad? right and then other then that's the fear of not ever getting it Mm -hmm. so maybe i'm not even going to try because i thought that way you know you've heard that before i don't want to like disappoint myself i'm just (laughs) and the moment you not try you're disappointing yourself right yeah yeah. it's the fear of winning and the fear of losing and just just do just do don't think just do move forward get into it and you'll learn as you go yeah so so but i want to like the fact that we still so much talk about you know face the fear do it anyway you know rise with courage that kind of stuff there's still like i think people still struggle on like that first step like still what is that like one okay that's where your six-year-old is going to come in okay Okay. Mm -hmm. play Play, play, play that first step, okay? Because mm-hmm. we put so much weight on that first step. Like, mm-hmm. if I do it, it has to be done. It has to be perfect. It has to be, and it can't be a little step. It has to be a big step. And, mm-hmm. and what shoes am I wearing on the step? And then you get crazy and up in your head again, right? How about we just playfully say, I'm just going to do one step. 
and I'm joyfully going to do it. And whatever happens, happens. I'm going to let go of the outcome. I'm just going to do this one thing mm. and playfully do it. As kids, we playfully do stuff. Mm. We play sports and fail. We play games and fall. And mm. then what do you do? You just dust up and keep it moving. And you forget about it right away. Mm. It's not like, oh, my God, I fell four times today. My mm. life is over. Mm. It's like I fell. I got up. I kept moving. But I got up to the top of that swing set. I climbed that tree. But, yeah, I think we have to embrace play again embrace play again that might be the you know what it's so funny because I was like what do I title this I had lean into your best life but I actually think I'm gonna go with embrace play again yeah yeah hold on let me, you're gonna hear the click 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 because I'm typing that right now embrace, embrace play again so here's what I'm gonna say to anyone that's watched me speak because I didn't have the language so I thank you for giving me the language because um it's not that I don't it's not that I I'm not anxious when I have to go and deliver a speak or anything, a speech. But when you said embrace, embrace play again, or play, 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 it was actually when you said play, play, play. I realized that for the most part of you actually watch me and, and that's actually what I do right at the, right out the get. Like I just, it's almost like, I just like, I, I, I play, like I said, let me just play with this moment and see what happens. And then the rest is history. But I don't do that everywhere. Yeah, we have to, to play more and yeah, give yourself permission more. to play. Yeah. You know, I think, and I, I we're, well, sorry, I just, this is so not where the conversation is supposed to go, but do you see that's possible? Like, like we think about like embracing difficult, like difficult conversations or um, like decisions you have to make or how to like, forget about like just achieving your goals. Like I just see that like, why do we always attack everything like it's going to be like ominous or or like the worse than ever? But if we say I'm going to play with it a little, a little bit. and not and that it's because you're, you're it's not going to get into like something more in, you know, deep. And but what if you just started with that approach? Exactly. Because if you're going to war with something, then yeah. there will be war. Yeah, then. If you're going to play with something, there will be joy. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. That's the whole point. I'm throwing perfect away. Yeah. But you're going to go into it with a much better attitude, a much better willing to flow with it and willing to go with it. Hmm. And then, yeah, it's much hmm. easier to succeed. So how often are you messy with it? Like, because you say throw with messy. <laughs> oh my gosh i try everything and play with everything right now you can't tell but i am bald and why i am bald is because i was i had to sit with myself one day and i realized my biggest fear because i had a lot of hair i've always I had remember actually yeah a lot <laughs> i went natural my hair was like wee and i would just i just had a lot of it and i realized my fear was losing it I had this weird fear. Like I was spending, I had attached too much of me to my hair. Because of the chemo? Like the cancer? No, I didn't lose it during my radiation and chemo. But it was afterwards when I was just, I had lost a little bit, just, you know, just life is. And I started to panic. And I was like, why are you panicking over hair? So, and then I realized, because I was afraid of being bald. So I was like, all right, let's shave it. And you know what? The world didn't cave. No, I, and yeah, I, your, your style is wicked. Yeah, I kind of enjoy it. I real, I do look different than I did with hair, 
but you never know. Everybody's like, how are you going to know if you're going to like it? You know what? Worst comes to worst, we'll buy a wig. Like, it's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went with it. And now I swim every day. Now I can work out every day. Like, it's so much it's so easier. easier. Yeah. So much yeah. easier. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to be bald forever. So if you guys see me with hair next year, don't, don't, don't be like, that's not freak out i've learned the lesson and now i can move on but yeah i'm messy all the time i'm always worked in fields that are male dominated um and or i'm the only chip in the cookie Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you're like oh it's all good uh i'm i'm here to play i'm gonna go in it not everybody i'm not everybody's cup of tea and that's all right yeah so I'm I'm totally I, like I'm trying to pick on everything that you're so good at. So we talked about earlier in your in your um when I was introducing your bio about the work that you do around anti-racism and equity and, and diversity. So interestingly enough for everyone, <clears throat> we're recording this in February and <laughs> this is going to air in March. And so <laughs> I don't know about you, but it's too busy month because I'm black yeah. and I'm female. <laughs> Oh. exactly <laughs> then the rest of the year is quiet no I'm just kidding but so, <laughs> so let's just I want you what do you want to say like I just want to know what do you want to express right now in this time in our in this season of life with some of the things that are happening in the news and you know on okay, the there's a lot happening the other side of the border and thinking yeah. about now, based on the fact that we're in February, we're going into an international month. So now there's intersectionality with that. What do you want to just, what do you want to say? Okay. So a couple of things. It could get to be a lot seeing things because you brought up the news and what we're seeing as a black woman, as a woman, uh, <laughs> there's so much on each side. Sometimes detach from it. Like if you're feeling down from it, this it's okay to pull away. But I want you to realize you have power. We all have power. We, in, and when we talk about anti-oppression, it comes in different intersections, right? So as a woman or a Black woman, we might have to help those that are of different genders, that are of different uh, sexuality. Like We need to make sure we have the power to create space around us. Uh, a lot of the times we feel like the power is on us, but we have power. Two, I want us to realize, because we're feeling like, oh my God, things have been like this for 500 years and it's not changing. I want us to put this, like, just to add a little clarity here. Martin Luther King died in 68 or 69. We are the first generation. Those that are born after 1970 are the first generation born free. There are parents, Mm -hmm. there's people on this planet that had to sit at the front of the bus or the back of the bus, couldn't drink from the fountain, couldn't work where they wanted to work, couldn't do all of that. We are the first generation free. Look how far we've come. Mm. We have friends of all different races, nationalities. It's coming. And then the younger youth, they're even more mixed up than we are. Like it's coming. Like don't allow a few squeaky wheels yeah, to, to throw the whole yeah. bus off yeah. the road. But let's talk about those squeaky wheels because this is actually the first, it's my first live public conversation around Tyree Nichols. Mm-hmm. I've had There's yeah. so much to say there. That is the system. Even though that system was not created for Tyree. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter who 
is implementing the system. And that's why I'm saying we have to check our own self. Thank you. Because the colonizer did a good job on all of us. Mm -hmm. And if we're not careful, we still turn around and do it. There's colorism. There's stuff within ourselves that we have some healing to do. We need to get still again and quiet again and look inwards. And what do I need to heal in myself? What do I need to check in myself? How do I not allow the system to continue to use me? Yeah. How do I not allow the system, the system to, to continue, continue to use me? Yo, that's, that is powerful. Yes. And I think a lot of us, if we really took, took a moment and we're real and honest with ourselves, we will realize, oh yeah, yeah, there's some things that I'll say and do that you don't even think about, right? And I'm going to be deliberate with act with intention to disavow the system. Mm -hmm. And if everybody, if all of our allies, if everybody just sat down and acknowledged that there is a system, mm -hmm. some, oh, is there racism, is there not? Oh, definitely, let's just, and it is a system, not a few guys in robes, it's not a, a bad person. It is systems mm -hmm. that we have in place. Mm -hmm. And how do I use that system to switch it up mm -hmm. so that these things stop happening? Okay. And we have the or power. The system to better serves everybody. Everybody. Exactly. And how do we, and we all play a role in that system, whether you're a bank manager deciding who gets a loan, whether you're, you, you, know, you know what I mean? Like there's so many of us yeah, we all collectively that if we all said, you know what, I'm releasing this, mm -hmm. I am healing from this, I am not at war at anybody. We're seeing this amongst ourselves, whether what island, what are you from the motherland? Am I from here? Like they mm -hmm. they try to break us a point, break us apart so much. Yeah. We would just heal and come back together and see the joy and the love we have for each other then we can really attack that system. Yeah. And I think overall we're getting there and that's why the system is pushing back so hard right now. That's why we feel it so much. And yeah. that's why we there's feel it. So there's a pressure on yeah. it. And you know what I love about it? Cause you're not absolving anybody because that's what I said. Like, like it, it's interesting. I, in some, in some articles trying to make this whole situation with Tyria color, like a color thin and almost like absolving white people. Like, well, look, you guys, uh, and, and to your point, no, it's the systems. Yes, it is the system and mm -hmm. don't get it twisted. You hear enough propaganda and news and sensationalizing like black death and all this, any other, it starts to, it starts to impact everybody. Yeah. And that yeah. stuff bleeds in. It bleeds, bleeds in, in. conscious. Yeah. Yeah. It bleeds in who we decide is pretty, who yeah. we decide is just, yeah. we decide to like, it is colorism yeah. is yeah. anywhere that across all yeah. different ethnicities and nations we suffer yeah. from colorism yeah. and, power. Suffer, and, and power it's it's we all <laughs> i can name different groups different whatever we do it and then even at the like which island is better than which oh. island like we're, we're so taught to divide the system was good they were really good at building this system it's gonna take us a little while yeah. To, to, to release it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to put, I'm going to put myself on blast because I actually mentioned to my husband one time we were in a conversation and we were talking about Afrobeats and the group that I was talking about was denouncing that Afrobeats aren't like, 
that they're they're gonna die. Like right now they have the popularity, but it's not gonna last and all this, any other. And I start to, I'm Nigerian, right? Like I I love my Afrobeats and all this, any other. And and then I was and then it wasn't until later on when I realized at some point I got quiet because then I recognized that I was moving away from who I am as a person, which is around building bridges and empowerment and bringing together and recognizing that there's space for all of us. And so the question, the question is not about whose music is better. It's about how do we all, I'm going to use your word, play together in this 8 billion people, human planet where, where new, no music is going to get all 8 billion people liking it, but it can all live together. Right. And music is music. If anything, if, you know, so I just, I realize what you say is so powerful because there's a system that makes us, as we sit amongst ourselves, even just like, can you imagine just the basic argue about whose music is better? Yeah. <laughs> Like, whose whose food is better? Whose music is better? Who's, like we've heard it all. I gotta stop. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. Using us all. The system's using us all. Stop being a player. Stop being a player. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I love that. And uh, and we that could, that might have to be its own um um episode. Um, yes. And would and actually maybe you'll have to come back for another because I think that might be a nice open dialogue with a couple of people on the podcast so I'll keep you posted um one love that you have I was like floored and we talked a bit about it is this passion that you have for cars and I was watching yeah. a video and I was like she's really an automated <laughs> so I first of all when and how did it start so I was a journalist. I went to school uh, second time around. So I went to school you the first time. Second time I went in for journalism and I did regular straight news, but my love had always been with cars. My family, my parents, God bless them, were never into gender roles. Okay. So when I was a little kid and I said I wanted Hot Wheels, they bought Hot Wheels. I wanted Barbies, I got Barbies. So it was never like girls play with this yeah. and boys play. I just... They did. They sheltered me that I didn't even know loving cars mm -hmm. wasn't a thing for girls, right? Mm -hmm. I had an uncle that was a mechanic. He helped build my first car. <laughs> uh, so I really, it was only when I got out and into school and then I realized, oh, girls aren't supposed to like this. Oh, but by then it was too late. I already did. <laughs> and so even when I was turning 16, my mom, we would go test drive cars. Because if you go into a dealership with a grown person, <laughs> they let you drive them. So yeah, my mom and I, we'd go out, we'd test, we'd test off all sorts of stuff. She'd go in and she'd be like, I'm not buying. We're just thinking. And they would let us test drive, right? So fast forward, I'm a journalist. I, every chance I get, I report on automotive stuff. And then eventually somebody called and said, we we need an automotive journalist. Are you open? And I was like, I'm there. And then it has just grown from that. Grown from and I just, I just want to say, I just want to see more people that look like me and are female. I'm, I'm really excited. I did a talk at um, George Brown and there was all these female automotive engineers there. And, and they're just like, oh, there's more of us. There's more of us. Let's not hide anymore. Let's yeah. just get out there. And yes, we buy females buy more cars than men. Yeah. Like, I should introduce you to this woman because it's her, my girlfriend's mother. She opened up like the first automotive car part, like out in, um, in, I think I want to say it's in Windsor, but uh, yeah. And they, obviously they said, you can't do it. Yeah. And she did it, you know, exactly. And, and, and that's that, boss. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been told <laughs> like, sometimes they'll take you away to test cars 
And I remember coming out one time and the bus that was taking us to the track was like, I'm sorry, this is for automotive journalists only. And I had to like whip out IDs and I'm like, yeah, that's me, <laughs> you know? Um, and it's not always, I'm not, that, that's why I said play with it. Just don't take it seriously. Just keep going mm. and you'll get there. Um, and, but if I had said, oh, they don't see me as this, I wouldn't be doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I asked you, uh, I showed you what my car was on my dream, on my, on my vision board. What's your dream car? So I don't have a car. Okay. Like, oh, oh, car. Okay. If anybody's watching the movie Iron Man, I want a house with like a few cars. Okay. <laughs> I want like a Monday car and like a Tuesday car. I'm, I, and I love cars from different areas. Okay, play with me for a minute. Okay. Yes. God says... You can only drive one car at a time. At a time. My God lets me drive different cars and different guys. So I'm going to give you my list. So Maserati <laughs> is on my list. Bugatti is on my list. I want an old-time Buick, okay? Uh, one of those old-time deuces. I want, yes, there's, there's an old-time Mercedes, like an 86, uh, 68 Mercedes. Yeah, I, my, my, I'm, I'm diverse. I'm diverse. <laughs> I love it. I yes. absolutely love it. Okay. So now I'm going to take you through some rapid thread. I told you, everyone, this is going to be fun. <laughs> this is dynamic, man. We talk about races. Different cars are different cars. things, right? Yeah. And in Paris Service, I love it. This is great. Okay. So, okay. When you think of someone who inspires you, who comes first to mind? Maya Angelou. Mm. Yeah, when I was younger, it was her words that got me through the dark times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. What's a daily activity that helps you with your thrive? Who daily? <sighs> okay, showering. I love water, and okay, that is when that? I'm in the. I've never had this. And I, I, when I'm in the shower, though, yes, I'm cleaning, but I also feel like that's my quiet time. That's yeah. my space. Yeah. Do you feel your feet beneath your feet? Do you feel the floor beneath your feet when you shower? I do. And I, and the water on my head, like I'm really present. Yeah. It's very meditative, eh? Yeah. 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 It's and you know, I'm so funny because this is rapid fibers, but just, uh, you know, to people like, well, hopefully most people shower to start the day, <laughs> but, but there is something to, there's something about standing in the shower, but feeling the feet beneath your feeling the floor beneath your feet to know that you're actually grounded yeah. and start to feel the water. Like I, I don't have that every morning. I think this interview with you might encourage me to try to bring that into my shower more mornings. Yeah. And, and talking about feeling between your feet, grounding is great. If you're outside, not at this time of year. <laughs> yeah. Well, depending on where you are, depending on where you are. But if you could just sometimes just standing in the grass gets mm. you extremely present, like just mm. standing on earth. We don't do it often, but if you could take a break at least a few times a week, if you can and stand on mother earth, mm -hmm. it, it is. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you to go outside with your bare feet on snow. Not in snow. That's why I said <laughs> you can. Uh, yeah, I'm no, I'm delicate. <laughs> delicate a few minutes ago <laughs> i am delicate so yes don't play with the snow i will play with the snow with my son <laughs> i have no problem playing with the snow i even bought <laughs> i bought skates this year to teach myself how to skate again i play 
I'm just delicate. <laughs> I love it. Uh, what's a book that's helped you with your thrive? Ooh, a book. Good question. There's so many books. The first book um, that I really love that started me on this journey. So I'm going to go back. Mm -hmm. The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. I never read that. Mm -hmm. That was very powerful for me many, many moons ago. Many, you many read it one time. By Sharma. Yeah. 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 That opened a lot of doors for me. An app, an app, an, an app that helps you to thrive. <laughs> I'm an appaholic. Um, <laughs> I never heard that one before either. I have a lot of apps uh, that helps me to thrive. I'm enjoying, I enjoy humans. So TikTok is a lot of fun. TikTok's a lot of fun for you. Okay. Okay. I love yeah. that. I'm going to love that. I love that. Okay. What is one misconception that people have of you as they see you, you know, one surviving the hardships that you've had, you know, on TV doing your thing? What is, what's one misconception? That I'm stronger than, than they are. We're all the same. Just step into it. I haven't had a different life than anybody else. It's just, once you start to play, then it gets easier. Yeah. Yeah. Once you start to play, then it gets easier. Easier. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a quote. See, we not only have the title, but we actually have the quotes. Once you start to play, it gets easier. And, and I'm saying embrace play more. Girl, yeah. you really helped me produce this. <laughs> okay, so tell us where do we find more of you? Because you honestly, if if y'all aren't really excited about this human, I I don't know. <laughs> So yeah, on LinkedIn, you can find me. My name's Kay Lane, K-A-Y-L-A-Y-N-E. On Instagram, it's Kay Lane. On all my social, it's Kay Lane, except for Instagram where I'm, I am. Yeah. And she is so, yeah. Kay Lane and she's amazing. It's, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to have to, you know, because I want everyone to see you, you know, so I'm definitely going to post some type of clip from this episode. So this podcast is called Empowered in My Skin. And it almost, I don't know, how long have we known each other? Ooh, okay. Concordia? Yeah. So it's like, I've been, I've been in Toronto for 27 years. So <laughs> we, yeah. we met each other at five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I say this because I'm meeting, I'm talking to somebody who would know, have known, like when I ask you this question and as like, I know what it was like back then when I knew you to not feel this, you know? So what does it mean to be empowered in my skin? To truly accept myself as I am in my skin that I have now, I'm not waiting to lose 60 pounds. I'm not waiting to grow hair. I'm, I am empowered right now as I breathe. Mm. You know, I love you. Eh? Right back at you, girl. <laughs> I love it. And I'm sure everyone has as well. And unfortunately, this is where we have to end this conversation. Um, so Kay, thank you so much. I no, thank you for having me. I'm so blessed. And I'm so happy that you've that you I don't know if you created it, but that you start to embrace the play because I think we've all benefited from you making that shift. And so thank you. No, thank you. And to everyone that's listening, this is where I have to say we're out. Bye-bye. <laughs> there you have it. I trust you are feeling more empowered in your skin. 
As the late Dr. Maya Angelou said, when you get, you give, when you learn, you teach. So it would mean so much for us at EIMS if you would share this episode and tag us or teach an insight that you took from today's episode on your socials and tag us. Feel free to leave us a review over at iTunes and follow us on social media at Empower to My Skin. Finally, remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you soon.